Welcome to the Journal Hijabi podcast. I'm your host, Sirin, and here we're all about elevating the voices of hijabi women in mainstream media through authentic storytelling. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to another episode of Journal Hijabi. This is your host, Serene. I brought up that I love the name Janine and then it reminded us of the girl in high school that we went with and she was you know typically considered like the popular girl and then mm-hmm. you said it's crazy how like we deem certain girls to be like popular yeah shout out to Janine Abdullah <laughs> but yeah something that we that I noticed and like the school that we went to it's like so me and my sister went to a school called Oxford in American Jordan and it school. was literally like well it, yeah like an American Arab school I guess international you know students from America that are Arab and live overseas and they were it all was, Arab what they were all Arab we had well, some Ukrainian of, well, really? yeah yeah I mean like 80 90 percent of them to be honest but that school like I'm just thinking about it for the first time it's literally like a meet like it was the image of like the mean girl high school like it was it was like 80 percent of it the girls like the t- were like mean girls popular yeah you looked up to them and i was just saying like how do they like have that confidence at that age yeah and kind of the thought process it was almost a revelation that we had was that these girls were just not afraid to be themselves to be their most authentic self to be that and 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 i was telling you like why why weren't they afraid to be themselves like i would look at them like even in my class your class throughout the whole school and it's like Mm. they're confident they're just not afraid to, to be themselves and then i just came to conclusion that i guess like that's the circle that they grew up around that Mm -hmm. maybe they had people to look up to like especially the mom figure like their mom had to be you know like confident let them speak their mind let them do this and then just like 
looking at me at that age, like 14, 15, not even that. I think I was literally like maybe 12 or 13. And I was just like quiet and shy. And I was like, I could never, like I could never imagine myself Mm -hmm. being like that girl. Like I would look at the seniors and like she would come dressed up to school, like have the eyeliner. This is like 2009, 2010. And it's funny that you bring up like the eyeliner and the look because actually, you know, my friend Russia at the time, her and I were close and we were the losers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Same. Loser gang. (laughs) Loser gang, 2009, 2010. So funny. But, you know, the reality situation was that, yeah, exactly. We were just shy. We weren't, we didn't have, we we weren't gifted with that confidence at a young age. And it's like I say, it's interesting that you bring up looks because her and I had a conversation. We're like, look, we're sick of being losers. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Wait, Tomo- Russia or... Yeah, her name's Russia. we're saying names now? Yeah, well, it's fine. They might listen to I mean, we can share it with them. Hey, guys, you're in this feature. Because, okay, because, okay, I feel like you... And, you know, as, like, my older sister, like, I would look up to you. Yeah. I saw you as one of the popular girls. <laughs> I saw you as one of them because, in because the, okay, you have, like, many different friends throughout the years and ages and i would see you like more towards the end like you got you gain more confidence and you mm-hmm. kind of been in that popular girl group especially yeah. with that girl luna lunatic her, her nickname <laughs> oh is God. lunatic but, um no it's funny like rasha and i made a pact and we're like look we're sick of being the loser girls tomorrow Looney we're gonna and our, and our plan was to come the next day and straighten our hair like that I was the game plan that, that was the game plan to come the side straighten bangs. our hair the side bangs do the eyeliner do everything and it's interesting you, that you say you know janine and then they would come with the eyeliner and stuff but but really when you take a step back and realize it really had nothing to do with the external looks it didn't matter if your hair mm. was straight or if you had the eyeliner it was that mm. internal confidence that's true but also both because it's like maybe them waking up in the morning and dressing up like that made them feel like a bad bee maybe like putting the mascara like i didn't put on mascara luna never wore makeup really i mean for the most part like yeah she was very more of like a natural but she was always like dress up like shoes so like we wore a uniform yeah so you could only like accessorize with like the baddest hottest shoes you remember i was in in bottom one (laughs) yeah in bottom she she literally had like these rainbow nike clown i wish i had those still dress up just with your hair like you strain it you put bangs you put braids glitter undershirts bracelets rings makeup and also remember in that school like so weird we weren't allowed to like do certain like we weren't allowed to have nail polish remember we weren't allowed yeah. to chew gum the principal oh my god you're very limited on how you could express yourself remember the principal he's like oh my god um he was like a literal like i'm sorry but like a dictator and he would come he was in scary classes what was his name oh my god yeah so our principal in that school literally was it like a private boarding school it was so weird something and he would come in and you know like the classes are like small so in sixth grade there's only like two classes so mine was like six a six b so he would walk in the classes and this is from everyone's we, shivering and this is what from we heard 
from like our grade that he would walk into these older kids uh, classes like 9a 9b ninth grade and he would go one by one checking out like their hair there were the girls were supposed to have it tied in a ponytail yeah they weren't their nails were supposed to be cut yeah like do we live in korea or something we weren't allowed to chew gum so what we heard is that he would go he would stick his finger in the student's mouths i don't know if this was a rumor circling around but that's what i heard oh my god put put his go one by one desk by desk student put his finger in their mouth swirl it to see if, <sighs> if they it. have gum in their mouth and then remove his finger wipe it go to the next one that's disgusting it's like that's literally, so it, it's anti i like i didn't really hesitate believing that because that's something that he would do because yeah. i remember he he would come in our classes but i guess he would be like a little bit lenient because like you know we're the small kids like sixth grade he would still be like you know we'd shit our pants but one time he came up to me whoo what you gotta say and he just like my hair was down so he told me i had to like put it in a ponytail like never again did i ever put it down <laughs> not once it was always in a ponytail never did my nail polish and it was just like crazy that that was our principal and then remember when he the principal literally got in a fight with it like he put they they had a fist fight oh my god with this with the student that's just like crazy now that we're talking about he's like, now dead that student too those schools what haram alayhim with that student oh god it's crazy we're talking about these people but they're not even alive oh my god and then even our oh my god remember the religion teacher fazri of circum what <laughs> no our islam religion teacher and he had like the sons and he was so super nice and i heard that he passed away maybe he was only my religion teacher but... i had a lady religion teacher and she in oxford always fazer leaves <laughs> and then y'all's freaking professor man teacher that always had like anger issues <laughs> whenever y'all wouldn't our pay English teacher oh my god whenever y'all he would, got well, I don't so know, he... mad at us one day he was like and I actually heard, it wasn't even us we heard it down the freaking hall yeah he was so mad trying to lecture and everyone was like not paying attention talking he exited the classroom and he was like teach yourselves like in arabic like yeah. yeah and he threw the book in the hallway and yeah. just stormed off outside of outside of the never, whole they could never do that here outside of the whole university <laughs> they could never the oh my god building a, we need a movie like <laughs> like there need to be cameras in oxford school and oxford not the oxford in england whenever i say oxford people think we went to the one in england calm down we went to it's like in jordan again and yeah i swear to god like the stories it's pretty wild yeah that that dean teacher fazari of zirkom was so funny me and sara once sara recorded so random she like, recorded her saying so wait that. wait wait let's She's translate so that fazir what the hell is that like so, popping like, yeah fazir would be to like, like burst <laughs> burst the burst you burst the bursting you fazir zirkom like burst like what's bursting you like it's kind of like you. wishing it's kind of like it just doesn't make sense like it's just like it's just what? really funny the fact that she would use those that that word those words but yeah, it was pretty funny. She ended up posting it on Facebook after a dare that I dared her to do. And yeah, she got in trouble and we had to take it down. <laughs> oh my God. I just flashed back to the time where you beat up your teacher. What? I didn't beat up my teacher. Okay, I, I'm like being dramatic. You didn't beat up your teacher, but okay. This was at the school before we went to Oxford. That it's was called a private. Hijaz. Yeah. It's a private school. It was her English teacher. 
and you no, know it wasn't english, english it was many which is uh well, i don't care she's a, she's a teacher and like you know so like we're born and raised in texas in america so like we already kind of developed the values of like in education like the teacher's not supposed to hit you like normal you know, standing up for yourself <laughs> which is normal by the way not supposed to beat you up and make sure you're not chewing gum and tying your hair and nail polish and cutting your nails so one time she just pushed your buttons right can you tell us what happened Oh my god, it was a very funny story. Actually, like, the beginning of the story is really sweet. I had a classmate who, uh, the time of this Mihani class was kind of... Wait, Mihani, engineering? No, Mihani's like, um... Technology? No, it's kind of like lifestyle? I don't know, like... Like, like we would learn stuff about, like, food and, like, nutrition. Yeah, like, health, health. Yeah, yeah, basically. But anyways, during the time of that class was when I think it was like first or second grade would be let out. So one of my classmates had her sister that she would go get during that time and then come bring her in the class to sit with us. And so, you know, I would offer to, her sister was so cute and, you know, we spent some time together and I offered to go get her. And one of the times I went to go get her, I came back and the teacher did not like that. She didn't like that I... You standing up for her? She didn't like that I went and and you basically I went in the break of class to go grab her sister and come back and because I was a little bit late to class I guess mm. you know she didn't like that but obviously I went to go you know grab grab her sister and bring her um but yeah I guess you know the teacher was just not in not in a good mood that day and uh yeah they what take did out she her, do their moods on us like yeah calm down. She, exactly she kind of you know was yelling at me a little bit and like oh why are you late why are you late mm-hmm. and i told her you know i went to go get the sister and you know i just had to go grab her and i'm here now and like here i am and stuff and she didn't like that so then she made me stand up not so she did not allow me to sit down she what made, are we in kindergarten yeah she made me stand up in the front of the class and as she was teaching <laughs> and then i was facing the wall and mind you the class is like how so humiliating tiny. yeah the class like it's not like you're gonna stand, like, stand in a corner and like no one can really see you or like you're the back of the class you're it's, right it's, like, next to the chalkboard as big as our room right now just a normal like rectangle square box like yeah that's the class like, yeah, it's, yeah, like yeah you stand up and you walk two feet and that's it like the whole class yeah. is looking at i you. was like two inches away from the the board the, the board yeah exactly she had me facing the wall and obviously i didn't like that but i just you know i stayed quiet i didn't do anything this ma'am decided to push it and she then pushed me oh no she kind of like gave me a little shove towards the wall i guess she didn't like you know like the fact that that my nose wasn't touching the wall she didn't like that (laughs) i don't know so she pushed me and i had had enough at that point so i turned around and kind of took her hands off of me and the whole class was like, ooh. They were like, <laughs> let's go, use me. Like, ooh. And I was like, Mata di Vicini. <laughs> Which translates to like, don't push me. Mitty Mouse voice. Exactly. And, you know, I, at that point, I was already humiliated. I was embarrassed. Like, yeah. I was, you know, y- y- you really just belittled me. And then yeah. now you're going to try and, like, humiliate me even more. So I just re- didn't really like that and you know I I took her hands off of me and then I stormed out of class and I went to every f- every floor had a I don't know was it a principal or kind of yeah, like, like someone in charge dean. of that floor dean yeah I guess yeah. so I went to her office I was crying I told her what happened and 
Yeah, she definitely knew what to do, which was nice. She went and talked to the teacher and kind of made her understand, like, ma'am, this is an American student. Yeah, don't do that. She's not. Don't do it, ma'am. They don't do it like that. Yeah, but she's from the other side of the sea. But do you think that's why she did that? Do you think that we were treated that sort of certain way? Because I have some stories, too. Really? Yeah. Like, do you think... Like, just the intimidation of them. Probably. Like, how dare you think that you can't follow the rules in this country? Probably. Who do you think you are? Because I got gotten that a lot. Like, it was, like, both sides of the spectrum. Like, basically being praised for, like, being American or speaking English. And then the other side of, like, jealousy and, like, how dare you and who yeah, you are point. you. Kind of like that. Because... I've even witnessed, and not just to say, like, they only do that to us. Like, I've seen them do that to other students. Like, I've witnessed a boy getting bitch slapped so effing hard in front of all these girls. And, like, obviously that, like, ruined his confidence. Like, how can you just do that? How was that allowed at those schools? Mm -hmm. And also thinking of the time that I was just, like, praised. Like, when I first started in the Al-Hijaz school, this was, like, fifth grade. And so they knew that I was American and stuff and they would make me stand up on the desk like when the teacher wasn't there and read like someone handed me a book and like to read like English. I was like, okay, what the F is going on? I stand up on the desk in the class and I read the word Australia and they're like, what? <laughs> jumping and screaming as if I like won the World Cup or something. And I was just like so confused like to what? like i don't understand like it's literally just an english word and it's so funny because there was also like another girl in that class and she's from russia and she was always get so pissed she told them well i'm from russia like <laughs> like i'm from russia give me attention so what if she's from america i'm i in russia like i lived there for like three days like ma'am calm down so just like those stories and like seeing and i had another one that i have to remember but i kind of want to circle back to like the Janine's story and the confidence and you said you kind of have a the answer for that or like the method and I think that would be really interesting to dive into because you know we're talking about our situations Mm -hmm. and our um, experiences of being overseas and and being in a place where our confidence was demolished and so yeah pretty much like we were just I don't know what the word is but like kind of thrown into the punching bag pretty much like just being young vulnerable foreign american arab a whole kind of realm into the arabic world of like the language reading writing and like not knowing that Mm -hmm. and really just like having to figure it out by ourselves literally like having to figure it like we weren't we wouldn't go home and my mom and dad would be like, okay, so this is how it is here. This is what you're going to do. You need to be strong. You need to be yeah. like a strong Arab woman. You need to stand up for yourself because, you know, we had our moments in school, but I would never come back home and tell them. Like mm-hmm. I would just either stay silent or just deal with it myself or like talk to a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's really important to give, the future generation the tools to assess situations like these and really build that personality and that confidence to battle these kinds of situations instead of just staying silent just working through it in whatever way that works for you but it's just not really proactive to ignore it um to ignore 
the treatment that you're being had being treated or yeah let's go back to when you said that you and your friend Rasha like made the plan to like dress up as the popular girls one day and just show up and just be those bad bees. yeah it was funny because we said yeah we're gonna straighten our hair we're gonna you know put eyeliner like we had this whole intricate plan and we really thought that we were gonna come the next day and just feel a different way we were gonna feel confident feel great and feel this but it really did not make a difference at all like we came the next day we did you know straighten you didn't our hair get any like compliments from other girls I mean, I don't, I don't quite remember, but like the point is that it didn't make me personally feel any different, like as Mm. I thought it would. So that just kind of goes back to the fact that these are things that need to be cultivated inside of us. These are things that we need to train ourselves, especially as children, especially as children to have these traits of confidence, of fearlessness, bravery, courage, and to not yeah. be shy and afraid to be ourselves. Yeah. That you can be that woman at that age. You don't have to, like, I was just saying, like, you have to, like, turn 25 to, like, have that confidence. Like, now I'm yeah. 24 and I'm, con- like, I'm confident. Like, I'm that girl. Like, I don't care what anyone says. But it's looking at that age. I was like, I could never. Yeah. That could never well, and, be and it's not even an age thing. It's, like, totally a mind. Because here I the am mindset. at 26. True, yeah. yeah, here True. I am at 26. And... There are times in my life, like, I think at age, you know, I look back at photos of, or the videos that we have, right? Yeah, you dancing. Yeah, I was so fearless. I was so confident. I was exuding confidence, and I was just so unapologetically myself, and that was my true, authentic self, and I look back at that, and I'm like, oh, wow! Like, I just... It makes me so happy and I, and I and I crave that so much in myself and you know even now at 26 going through all the things that I've been through in my life I'm still it's still something that I battle with is like what are other people going to think which is so destructive really because then you're living your life for other people and you're not even living life for yourself. So why do you think you were that way at that age in those videos like confident not afraid to be yourself? Because you think you didn't, like, have that much influence? Like, it was just you. What do you mean, not that much influence? Oh, like, from you other know, people? You don't, yeah, like, just... I don't know. I really don't... I'm not... Maybe it's just, like, a kid... Because mm. I always think it's about not a, a kid lot. Thing. It's a kid thing of, like, you still haven't really absorbed, like, the hard parts of the world and, mm. like, developed your personality. So you're just always, like, playful, cheerful, not afraid to be yourself. You haven't, like, learned those the negative parts about the world that you know bring you down and stuff but but you know you know the real parts of life which are to remain playful to remain to keep your imagination to and maybe it's because also like maybe our memory like you just don't really like care or remember as a kid like i look at jad you know at seven years old like if something bad happens to him like he'll be you know a little sad for a quick minute but then he'll like forget it ever happened and just be jumpy and happy yeah i wish we could so, do that now so pre- that's what it is about kids we're so present we're so yeah, present true, we're true, so present. present in the moment and like yeah something bad happens but then guess what the next moment is beautiful and we get to focus on that that it, that it, i really think that that is the differentiating factor between my kid self and my current self is the ability to be so present and Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm working on myself every single day and trying to implement these practices that allow me to be more present 
with myself and with my current experience to where I can focus on the current moment right now because right now is all there ever is. And if we can learn to focus on the now, that's how we can find joy. Yeah. It's hard, but it's definitely a practice. Like a lot of things, you know, need to help you and like just, you know, just the saying of like stop and come back. But I was thinking about how you're talking about like that mindset being more internally than externally. And I, I remembered kind of a similar experience that I had about like dressing up and, you know, looking a certain way just to like fit in. And it's weird how I guess it's like more... I don't know if it's an overseas thing or just like a middle school girl thing, but like there was like this popular, like we had our popular, you know, well-known girl that was just sociable out there in our grade. And like I was friends with her, like everyone was friends with her, like it's fine, she was chill. That's the thing, like there wasn't in Oxford, there wasn't just like that one popular girl. There would be like four popular girls in one class, like that's what I had. I was friends with one of them and she's like from South Africa. And you know, she's just like unapologetic about herself, not afraid to be herself. And then one day she decided to just kind of like do this makeover Mm -hmm. to me. So like she told me what to do. So you're going to go home, you're going to straighten your hair, you're going to shave your mustache. And I freaking forget that because she's the one that like made me kind of do the shave. So that's why like I get hair there, like shave your mustache and stuff like so annoying. And so the next day I came, like my hair straightened, the, my mustache <laughs> shaved. And then we sat like in the empty room across the hall and she was like doing my makeup, like fixing my hair, putting it up, putting a little eyeliner, a bracelet, a scarf. And I'm not gonna lie, I felt really good. Like I felt like that girl, mm-hmm. that moment. I felt like I could be myself. I'm like, damn, I actually look good. Like, why don't I do this every day? Mm-hmm. And I actually have a picture and I'm just like dying to find that picture because it's like exactly how I looked sitting at that chair. I look like such a baddie and like there's like stuff written on the desk and like I felt like that like that popular girl i didn't have to pretend anymore because i was her i just needed to like bring her out and it's crazy and i will say like yeah it did make me feel good like it has an effect but the thing about that is it wears off Mm -hmm. it's not it's like an armor you know when you're done from war you take it off a jacket when it's not cold anymore you take it off that's the thing about it but inside that's like forever yeah it's like in you it's living you can nurture it and grow it and make it permanent Mm -hmm. like an organ yeah it's in you forever that's the thing like you have to figure out and like find the balance and just like use it to your advantage that's beautiful being in that place where you're scared to talk and speak your voice and speak your truth i mean i was just assuming that like you're not used to like podcasting well but the, but that's the thing up. is like you need to get used to you need to get used to yes, the sound the of your own chakra. voice exactly that's what i was struggling with like yes exactly i was about to start a plane yeah when when you're in a place where you're not used to speaking up and it feels awkward to do that and you're shy that's is but your it's sign. also like normalizing it though like i've accepted that like for the better part of a year like it was hard for me to like speak that because and you know i'm not alone like i know a lot of people are like that like if you Mm -hmm. start a podcast like it's just so cringy and you don't want to hear your own voice you just cannot even 
tolerate accept that well, or see, even seeing a video of yourself and like now i'm just like normal. talking in the tone that's not normal to not accept well, yourself like that and it's so much I mean, more than but listen, it's practice it's, it's practice yeah i would be kind of about. confused if you just like wake up one day you start a podcast and you're like not into care about your voice like at all yeah yeah but it's so much more than just a podcast it's like everyday life speaking in public mm. holding conversations being sociable being able to speak your opinion and articulate the way that you feel in a in in the way that you want to in a sincere way yeah so it's so important to exactly activate your throat chakra mama and Mm -hmm. make sure that you are able to do that embody that color what color is it Blue? blue yeah blue blue exactly and and knowing that it's okay and what i like to say is know that you are allowed to be loud Ooh. you are allowed to be loud you are allowed to be loud to be loud yes you are allowed to be loud especially in a way where it's like hey what the sultic mm. relating you know what it to I mean? the arab woman you yeah know, the culture exactly not it's, the religion it's like, yeah it's like and, and it's again that that european beauty standard or or you know not even just like the expectation of a woman to be mu'addib and to be well behaved and to sit down quiet and so that's that's how you're likable to sit down and you're quiet and you're you you know and you're following rules and you're doing this but like that's not our nature as women it's really not our nature is picking olives and making olive oil and 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 milk and goats and frolic just like frolicking around in the garden and like being wild being wild women like that is our unapologetic arab woman and if you hear a change a a tone voice of change in our voices it's because we just read an article by samar marwan badass article titled don't date a successful arab woman let's fucking go so i'm gonna read it to you guys and i mean you know, all you don't have to be Arab. Any hijabi, any Muslim woman, any will, woman. will relate to the, any woman. Period. Yeah, will relate to this. So let's let's read it and see if y'all feel confident after this. And let's like break down the article and talk about it. Do you want to read like one paragraph, one paragraph? Or yeah, I'm like a good audio person. I want like I want that to be my job. Hire me, Kindle. My mentor once told me that there's nothing that scares an Arab man more than a successful Arab woman who doesn't have to depend on him. Since becoming said woman, I've come to learn that she was right. I've also realized you probably shouldn't date a successful Arab woman. You shouldn't date a successful Arab woman because she's unique in the sense that she's genuinely an independent... Oh. <laughs> Why would you ruin that for... In the sense that she's genuinely an independent, functioning human being. You shouldn't date her because she won't let your pride and jealousy stop her from doing what she does best. Don't date a successful Arab woman because she's selective, since she knows from her experience that she gets what she wants regardless of what it is. She's not overanalyzing your text. She's overanalyzing annual reports. She doesn't get nervous about dates. She gets nervous before interviews. She's not thinking of ways she can please you. She's thinking of ways to better the world. Yes! She's self-aware, not insecure. She's emotionally and mentally mature. She knows how and when to be selfish and when it's worth being selfless. Yes! Oh, I love that. The Arab woman has always been extremely driven, driven, doing whatever. <laughs> driving. Forever. I drive like a lot. Extremely driving and hitting curbs. <laughs> yes. Doing whatever it takes to achieve her goals. 
This strong ambition doesn't come as a surprise considering our lineage stems from a deep ancestral background of hardship and strong spirit. So over the years, those goals have evolved and so have the women. While getting married and becoming a mother has not been erased from these goals completely, it has been pushed down in the list of priorities. Heck, it might not even be on the to-do list at all, but that's totally okay. I love that. Okay, okay. The successful Arab woman wakes up every morning, sips on some hater tears right before executing some massive deals. You can always spot her walking down the street, head held high, holding her own with fierce grace. Oh, I love that. Fierce grace. Fiercefully, gracefully. She checks out the markets because she's strategic, and she reads up on current events because she's well of knowledge. She still finds the time to keep up with her interpersonal relationships, yet doesn't mind working overtime to build new professional ones. She's 10 steps ahead of the game. Her regrets and mistakes don't pull her down. They only jolt her forward on her path of success. And I think that's so important. I want to comment on this, that her regrets and mistakes don't pull her down. They only jolt her forward on her path of success because mm. for me personally, like I have, a, I have a history of being really hard on myself and judging myself for my mistakes and my regrets, but using that as fuel in this way and knowing that they only jolt you forward, like that's massive. Like that's so powerful. That's using That's using something that could be perceived as bad. That could tear you down, bring you up. Mm-hmm. Yes. She isn't afraid to make sacrifices to get what she wants. She will drop everything to chase her dreams. Yes. You see, the thing about successful Arab women is that they will do anything and everything in and out of their hands to not just achieve success, but push themselves further and exceed their own expectations. They busted their ass to get where they are, and they're not giving up for anyone. Successful Arab women got to where they are today because they truly uphold the value of education, integrity, and discipline. They're the first ones in the office and the last ones to leave. They woke up at the crack of dawn to run five miles, not really, not to impress you, but to look good for themselves. A successful Arab woman isn't tripping off your opinion because she never asked for it. The only validation she cares for comes Mm, from within. That's what we were talking about this whole time, that, that the validation only comes from within. She's a woman, after all, not a little girl constantly checking on her whereabouts and making jealous accusations are the red flags you give her indicating it's time for her to walk away don't date a successful arab woman unless you can handle it don't date a successful arab woman unless you view her as your complete equal in every aspect academically financially politically etc don't date a successful Arab woman unless you feel that her success is your motivation. So if you're wondering, uh, Jolt of Energy, we read that article and it boosted our Arab woman aura within. It reawokened her. Yes. And you want to share where the article is so they can read yeah, it? Yeah, no, I'm going to link it in the description notes okay, always. Yeah, yeah it's, pr- it's pretty amazing. It really... It really just gives you the sense of validation. It reminds you that that sense of validation is within and that's all you ever need you don't need to be in a place that accepts you you know like accept yourself accept yourself you're allowed to be loud you're allowed to be loud i love that accept yourself and you're allowed to be loud these are things that are important for us women especially arab women to remind ourselves of so i started this new thing that i'm doing with my podcast with myself and my guests kind of at the beginning and we didn't do it at the beginning so we'll just do it at the end so it's basically four daily check-ins like this pep talk that you have with yourselves in four different aspects of your body and i love it it's Mm -hmm. like an ender icebreaker astro 
So the first thing, let me like go over the four ones. Okay, so it's physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Physically, how do you feel? <laughs> Why are you gay? <laughs> how do I feel? I feel good. Honestly, I feel really good. Especially no, physically. <laughs> So, okay, I should have went over, like, an example for you guys for so you can understand it. So, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to do it with me first. Physically, my body feels tense. What did I, what am I going to do about it? We read that article, we laughed, we heard our voices, and, like, now I'm just, like, loosened up. Mm. So, like, physically, literally, how does your body physically feel? Tense, good, light, heavy? Yeah, I think it feels a little tense exactly like you said kind of after reading that article it did really like loosen me up and make me feel more comfortable in my body okay and then the second was mentally so like mentally right now my mind feels clear my mind feels clear so what about you uh mentally i feel just a little bit foggy and i think what i'm gonna do about that is do some journaling after this quick tip something that i learned from my friend is a brain dump so you just go on a page and literally write all the things that are on your mind literally everything from small to big and it's amazing how that really clears your mind love that when i have anxiety i kind of do that like on a post-it note like if i can't sleep i just wake up and jot down the things that are like bringing me anxiety and then just talk about like what i'm doing to like fix them Mm -hmm. and then thirdly spiritually so like for me you know i always mention that like my spiritual practice is like an ongoing journey and practice for me so like last night i read surat al-mulk before i went to sleep and it like made me feel better so that's like kind of like me spiritually it could be like anything to you like what you're doing like honestly spiritually um i'm not as fueled up as i would like i think that um you know there's just been a lot going on for me and i haven't really carved out the necessary time to focus on the spiritual side which is which for me is you know uh doing my daily practice of if it's meditation or yoga or journaling or whatever it is just anything to help clear the mind and of course quran is part of that too Mm -hmm. all right and lastly to wrap it up is emotionally so that one you know that's like the most one that kind of go into roller coaster so emotionally for me right now i feel I went through many different emotions, but now I'm just, like, one emotion, which is, like, steady and neutral. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there's a lot of emotions for me right now, but something that's really being highlighted is, uh, you know, kind of like the love tank, you know, if you're, like, how full no. is your love tank? Love tank. Love kind of like filling your cup, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, kind of like that, exactly, love tank, and I think my love tank is running a little low for myself, so um after this i'm gonna do some self-love practice and like the easiest way that i love to do that is just place my hand on my heart and give love back to my heart like Mm. appreciating and giving gratitude to my heart like giving thanks to my heart and we can like do it together real quick it's just really quick and easy okay placing my hand on my heart you place our hand on our heart and just giving gratitude just heart center thanking our heart for being, for beating, for feeling, for giving, and for receiving. And I love doing that. It's really simple and it really kind of just centers you because, you know, when we judge our emotions, it's really our mind judging our heart's experience. 
and it kind of closes our heart up a little every time so pumping that love like love is so powerful we are made of love we are made of love so giving some gratitude and love back to that love center is so powerful Thank you for tuning in and spending this time listening to this episode. If you could take one second to support this podcast by sharing it and leaving an honest review, it would mean so much to me and help us to reach many different audiences to spread our stories about the hijab. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thanks for reaching the end of the episode. We hope you learned something new about the women who wear the hijab. You can watch the recorded video of this episode on YouTube at Journal Hijabi. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Journal Hijabi to stay updated on all things hijabi and help spread our stories. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi.